This is what makes America great. I go DJ a party, John, and then I get free food the entire night. And at the end of the night, I get paid. I mean, can you think of a better job than being an indoor cycling instructor, play music you love, get people energized, revitalized, right? Motivated, invigorated, intoxicated with exercise, and then you get paid. Life is great. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hey, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. John McGowan. You can reach me, John, at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. What follows is the continuation of my interview with Peter G., Peter Gonzalez, the DJ indoor cycling instructor, and I guess you could call him a musicologist for all the wonderful remixes that he does. We get into a little more detail on Legit Mix, his thoughts on you know what would move our industry forward, and I hope you enjoy it. Obviously, an instructor has choices in these day and age. I mean, you can be a Spotify user at 10 bucks a month or Apple Music at 10 bucks a month and then just use published tracks uh, and I always love the crossfade on in Spotify that's the best. that's what I got by but for somebody who's teaching more of a rhythm and movement style class that the performance is a much greater component than the technology or the metrics and everything that I would think that's going to be more of your customer does, does that make sense? Um, you mean like the rhythm-based type of writer? Correct. I think it actually it appeals to both because because of the songs are purposely structured. In other words, they're they're specifically designed for either. So, it, for example, if I make a track, say a Safre duo track in Snake Food. And I design it so there's like three one-minute pushes in it where the drums just go crazy. Um, that works great for a performance-based type of class where it, there's structure to it. You can tell your for example, you can tell your writers, hey, there's going to be three one-minute pushes. You're going to be 90 to 95 RPMs. Uh, you need to be feeling this. Want to get your heart rate up, get into the aerobic zone, boom, 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 boom. If you're a rhythm writer, then you kind of, it's already set for you. You know, you're riding to the rhythm of the drums. You can break. You can do it again. You can create dance movements because you have a – it's structured. It's time. So I feel like it really a, appeals to both because one thing about rhythm riding is is a lot of timing. You got to you're, – you're riding to the rhythm of the music, and timing is essential, you know, being connected with the music. So I try to do a good job of having a balance of both to appeal to both not just one or the other, in my opinion. Got it. Okay. Well, then, and, and, and then this, maybe I'm not using the term correctly, but begs the question that says that if you're going to invest this kind of money in, in a song, you're going to use it more than just in one class Correct. this week. Correct. Correct. And, and I, one of the, the takeaways, probably the key takeaway I took from my experiences with Flywheel was how well the instructors knew each and every track. 
Right. There was never a single misstep about it, you know, when they're kind of counting it out or setting. And my wife was very impressed with this. And Amy's, I call her the human metronome. <laughs> that these instructors knew exactly that each little component, you know, uh, what do they call it? Sound mapping. Or, right, uh, sound mapping. Sound mapping. They knew the music exactly. And that can only come from using it multiple, multiple times. And so there's a lot of people I know who are kind of ADD and they they have to have a brand new playlist every week. And um, you contrast that with, say, an RPM instructor who's going to teach the exact same class for every time for an entire month. Right. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if if you're listening to this and you're one of those, I have to have new music constantly, I would suggest that you kind of rethink why do you feel that way? Because I don't know that your class is going to be, oh, I just, I, actually, I just put up a post here the other day about having a, kind of developing um, a, a song as part of your brand, you know, kind of a theme song and how um, I used to use Stranglehold. Like Ted Newton. Yeah, sure, I know that song. And it's a great climbing song. And I I got to be known for that song. Every time it came on, Your signature people got song. excited. Yeah, it was my signature. Right. They knew they were in for a real ass. Here it comes. Yeah, here it comes. And they know it's eight minutes of pounding. And but there was always a noticeable increase in energy in everybody. Um uh, and so having having music that um is is recognizable as yours, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to present that one of one or multiple of your legit mixes could become an instructor's um, signature. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just reading through here. You know, there's some other questions about licensing, 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 and then you know the question, you know, that the laws for licensing, music license, licensing, uh, are different in say the UK. Yes. And in uh, the United States, what's your what's your feel for um, which is better, which especially as in terms of rewarding the artists? Go to their concerts, buy them. Oh, really? <laughs> Got it. It has nothing to do with. I think this is this is a misconception, or people are not educated. Years ago, like back in the days in the fifties and sixties, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Um, you know, all that Motown music, all that music, 50s, 60s, doo-wop music. Back then, the record label would put up money for the record, and then the, and you would also have residuals too, and the artists would make money on the sales. The, they would have to go out and tour and perform their music across America so it would be heard and also, and also to be played on the radio. But the record label would make the money on the concerts, on the touring. They, they, that's where they make the money. And the record sales, that's why back, like in the, in the, in the eighties, seventies, you would go, records would go platinum and they'd show their records go platinum and double platinum. And they would make money back then, the artist off of record sales. Now it's the opposite. That's why you see a lot of these artists touring all over the country like crazy because that's where they generate their money. Their main source of revenue is through touring and selling memorabilia. They get barely nothing, barely nothing on record sales and nothing off of Spotify, hardly anything. It's a joke. 
the record company makes the money on the sale. And that's why they are really stringent and really strict, especially with EMI and all these other, um, if I, I think it's, they're strict with even going into restaurants and playing music on Pandora or playing music from Spotify. You got to pay a licensing fee monthly to play music off of Pandora or Spotify or off your iTunes because you technically don't own it. So that's how it rolls. So that's the takeaway. Get to a concert this weekend. Get to a concert this weekend. Support your. Or I go concerts all the time. I support the artists. They, that's that's how they make their money. John, here's the way it works. And artists, artists love it, love, love us DJs to remix their music, to mash up their music, to make extensions like Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick has that song, you want me to want you. It's like three minutes long. I made it five minutes long. It's the only extended version that stays true to the original. I made it. I made an extension. Guess what happens? Now, if somebody wants that extended version, they have to go to Legit Mix. They have to buy another Cheap Trick um, copy, and then they get my copy. I've just increased the sales for the record label. I've given more exposure for Cheap Trick, and now that instructor has a five-minute version of Cheap Trick. So if somebody loves that song, or same thing with you know, ACD songs or any other songs that are too short, I make them longer. So it's kind of like, you know, that's, that's the way it rolls. That's the way it works. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Yeah. And just, and just in that one element alone, taking a lot of those old tracks that were, uh, that were designed to fit within radio formats, you know, it being around a three minute track, which to me was always way too short. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, you're doing a great service to society. How great is Fortunate Son by Clean and Creed CCR, right? Great song, great to play on Independence Day, whatever. And I extended it longer. And I changed the BPM so this way it's spinnable. I mean, that's the beauty. That's what you're paying for. And now you get this song like Brandy. Brandy, you're a fine girl. I increased the BPM, so we kept kept it in the low 60, added a better bass beat to it, so this way you can pedal to it. And now you have an extended version, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Sweet Caroline. Dun, 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 dun. I take these songs that people love, these classics, and make them indoor cycling friendly. And then the record label gets a profit from that because you're going to go and buy another copy of that song to get my remix. And now you play it in class and everybody's like, oh my God, I love this song. And now it's spinnable and you can reuse it and keep it in your library, pull it out of the closet, use it again. And then when Neil Diamond comes to town, yeah. you go to see him. Yeah. He's still alive, isn't he? He's still yeah. around. Yeah, he's still around. <laughs> and I know these guys get huge money oh. to do those concerts. Oh. Huge. Hundreds of thousands oh. of dollars for a popular artist like bruce springsteen you know glory days right i yeah i i increased the bpms i extended that longer it's over four minutes and now you can get up out of that sound oh glory days spin safely in that 60 rpm range and life is good <laughs> yes it is all right uh staying on the music topic but um going to more of a global view is to tell me about how you structure your playlist Coming as from a non-traditional background and then educating myself through the science 
of the way the bike is designed. And as a fitness trainer and a personal trainer, I've decided to put together basically a circuit training class on an indoor cycling bike, understand the mechanism. And I've come up with a nice balanced workout. So everything that we do in the saddle, we do the exact thing out of the saddle. And I've structured it where, you know, I believe a warm-up should be in the saddle, not out of the saddle. You know, it, it takes the human body 10 minutes to to warm up. So I usually have the first song in the saddle for about like four minutes. Um, it can vary. We can do a little cadence building where we just slowly build up, add gear, add speed. We can do little light pushes in the saddle, 20 to 30 seconds, just to rev up the heart rate, bring it right back down. And then the second song, um, I do some standing flats or standing runs. And we do everything is structured where it's three to four sets. And the whole game plan is either we're doing strength training, cadence building, endurance training with speed or gear. It's all done in stages or sets. And then as a coach, I tried to coach him and say, okay, well, here's the third set. We're going to do this for a minute. Now you got to make this harder than the previous two sets. And I really try to get into people's heads as a coach to get them to work a little harder. So either you've got to add more gear to the speed you're using, add more speed to the gear, or like a great marriage, great compromise, use both. And, you know, usually I'll give them an RPM. I'll give them how they should feel, how long, rate of exertion, whatever it takes to tap into their mind for them to get it to push themselves harder. So I really believe in coaching, and it's worked really well. I keep within the safe cadences. Um, we're just in and out of the saddle. There's no multiple positions. It's simple. It's effective. It's safe. And then I just get off the bike, and when it's a great song, I love to dance. I love to entertain. My riders love it when I'm flinging my head, twirling it, banging my head up and down, taking my towel, jumping up and down and twirling it and infusing some fun and enthusiasm in the class and energy. Wait, so are you using all of your remixes or are you using some just I would say great songs? I would say about 80% is my own reworks and about 20% um the regular versions. Do you have a track that would be your signature? Somebody would hear it and think, "Oh, that's Peter's class." Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. When they, anytime when they hear a lot of mashups, when I've reworked a lot of mashups or my own mashups, they'll know that's a Peter G class. And mashups only work, John, if they mesh well together. I call them mix-ups. And they have to complement each other. Now, that's the brilliance of it, if they work well together. Now, when they don't work well together, when they sound discombobulated, a mashup could be a real mess up. <laughs> Agreed. Do you do any of the harmonic mixing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You do, okay. And you have a good enough, you have an ear for that? I, I so that Yes, I do. I do. You know, I could, first of all, I use a simple program, which, which I've made a video of, and I've also made a video of how people can use Spotify and download my music if they want to buy it, if they use Spotify onto their Spotify playlist. So, I'm tech savvy like that, but I use a simple program called Mixed in Key. And the reason why I chose this is, is it's all about harmonic capability and it's an easy way 
to teach people how to digitally re-edit their music. Because sharing is caring, John. I don't want to hoard this. I don't want to hoard it. I want to share it. If, if people will for take the time and effort to create their own remixes or mashups or change the BPMs or modify them, there's a lot of instructors who do it already with Mixmeister or Audacity. Mixing, mixing key is, is harmonically um, mixes two songs together. It shows you if it's harmonically um, compatible with it or not. And sometimes I'll just take, I'll call, it's called a redrum. When you're redrumming something, say like, you know, uh, I redrummed a Beatles song. She was just 17 and you know what I mean. But I, to add more depth, I took a nice drum track that had more drums in it and I just layered it in. So now when you hear it, 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 it sounds like a new Beatles song that they just made yesterday. And it's called redrumming. So you, you don't change the RPMs. You could lengthen the song and then you just add a, another track to it and it, it'll show you what, like if you have beat tracks or drum tracks, it'll show you if it's harmonically capable. And the more it is, the more it sounds better. So that, that's what I do. So sometimes when you'll see it, it'll say Peter G and it'll say redrum remix. That's what redrumming is. It's really, it's really simple to do. Got it. And it makes it easier to hear. Yes. Therefore move to, I'm going to send you Thunderstruck. Do you know Thunderstruck? I know it well. Okay. The old ACD song. Okay. So ACDC song, right? ACDC song. And it's now Apple's Apple's new song right now on the radio. So, um, that the sale, when, when a commercial comes on of a song that I have, I'll post it and my sales go up. Okay. So I'm going to send you a copy of Thunderstruck. And all I did was redrum it. I gave it a, a more drums like you hear boom, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba. Basically, I used the track of Van Halen's jump in there and it sounds so much better than the original from beginning to end. Adds more depth. It adds more grit. It adds more attitude to it. So now you're attacking this hill. You're attacking this climb. You're crushing it. Thunder, boom, boom. And it sounds awesome. So that's the magic. That's the value in a redrummed track. Keeping true to the original, but actually enhancing it and making it better for indoor cycling. Well, now that you say that, Peter, uh, that's always something I've been interested in is songs that are from completely different artists and I mean, they're completely different in every way, but you can overlay them on top of each other and they're exactly the same. How often does that happen? Um, you know what? It, 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 it's funny because kind of often only if, are you asking me like two different songs that sound similarly the same, like the melodies and the harmonies? No, no, but where the but like especially like the rhythm track is they they like where you're just describing. Oh, yes, you, yes. You put put one track on top of another one and it enhances it, but they're but it's it, it, at some level they're the same rhythmic. Yes, 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 and that's where the 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 program that I'm using gives me the most harmonically capable. What sounds what sounds smooth? What sounds natural? to the track that you're trying to blend in. And it really is just having an ear for it. Either you have an ear for it, John, or you don't. And I've just been blessed to kind of figure out the right track, whether it's kind of like a house beat where it's just boom, unce, unce, unce. 
something a little bit more technical, maybe something with a hi-hat, just a little snare and a hi-hat in there, or maybe taking a beat, say like Steely Dan's Do It Again beat, and then adding that to another song. So, So what else have I forgotten to ask you or that you want to add? That's a great question. I think I think the direction of indoor cycling, I think it's definitely morphed into something, and it's whether or not people are willing to embrace it or not. And also, most importantly, focusing on you. I think everybody spends a lot of time posting videos and negative stuff of other people's classes instead of focusing. Oh, that I, I, I just I just get a six feeling in my stomach when I see that. So my message, when you see my messages on Facebook, whatever, it's all about my class. This is the product you're getting. This is what, you know, it's safe, it's effective, it's fun. This is the banging playlist. I post videos to show my personality. Selling your product. So instead of focusing on them, focusing on your product. And if you really believe your way is a productive, safe way, then get on social media, show what it is, show your product, be positive, always have a, a positive message. And stop focusing on the negative and knocking other people, but embracing your style. Get Convert people. Convert. Convert your class and focus on your class, you know? And that's, that's the message that I want to convey to traditional and non-traditional. Just focus on you. Stop knocking the other person, hating on the other person, or being envious of other people's success <laughs> right right i think i think you're i think you just said a mouthful there because um that unfortunately i've 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 gotten that feeling multiple times that that's what that is and i know from just from the my experience as a team member and at a club that sometimes the, the person with the popular class has got to have something wrong with them you know, on that indoor cycling site, when you made that post, I saw it. By the way, that's a good picture of me. Thank you very much. I stole it from your Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You would think 50 to 60, 70 people would drop a comment, right? But if I posted a free song, a free song, free, not a legitimate song, a free song on that site, there'd be over 100 people, you know, commenting, oh, great song. Oh, thank you for the free download. And that's a thing, you know. We all want to be successful. We all want to do well. We all want that little tip of the hat admiration, acknowledgement from our fellow coworkers. And I do that all the time. I give kudos. I always do this stamp of approval. This is Peter G. approved. You know, I started that. Now it's become a phenomenon where people want my approval. But <laughs> Yes, they do. Right, right. They it's feel, social media. They, that's why right, people feel post validated. Oh, my God. I, she right. just approved my playlist. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, my God. The music, right? <laughs> but it's really tough for a lot of people where you make a post like that for them to acknowledge, you know, like, how come he's not talking to me to acknowledge that? And And I'm okay with that. All I can do is just be positive sharing is caring showing the love and that's that's my vibe and that's what everybody just needs to do you know what if there's a soul cycle in your neighborhood and you don't like it and people are flocking to soul cycle then when your class comes up and you have four or five people in your class only show them why that class is the best class 
they've ever taken in their life. And those four people tell their friends, hey, Peter G., you got to take his class. He's a DJ on the bike, turns into eight. That eight turns into 16, and it just multiplies it, as opposed to making excuses why your class is not working. Oh, well, there's a soul cycle down the block. Everybody's going over there. Well, prove to them why your product is for them, appeals to them. And that's that's the only thing that I want to convey to my fellow indoor cycling instructors. Focus on you. Focus on your product. Make it top-notch. Make it the best. And that's it. I, I don't think anything else needs to be said. Thank you. Peter, Peter Gonzalez. Thank you. Peter G. In the place um, to be, rocking the house so naturally. I didn't go to college, but I did get a GED to acquire much knowledge to become a DJ on the bike. Make much dollars. <laughs> you're awesome peter thank you i uh we're at about an hour here so Fantastic. Uh, so uh and uh, i don't like to post hour-long podcasts so i'm going to split this into two all right excellent make it a little little more digestible and i will be posting episode first half of this um we're recording this on uh 11 11 and uh oh fantastic and uh, so Saturday tomorrow, I will get this up, and then uh, I'll have the following up uh, the week later. So. Oh, great! My birthday, November eighteenth, next week. Well, happy birthday! Thank you. I'll be a young fifty-two, John. Young fifty-two. <laughs> Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Oh, I, Peter, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. No, 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 John. Thank you. You the man. Now, I, now I can get the leave because America is so great, and I go train some clients. I beat them up. And they pay me. They pay me to beat them up. I go DJ. I get, this is what makes America great. I go DJ a party, John. And then I get free food the entire night. And at the end of the night, I get paid. I mean, can you think of a better job than being an indoor cycling instructor, play music you love, get people energized, revitalized, right? Motivated, invigorated, intoxicated with exercise. And then you get paid. Life is great.